0: this is a squeeze podcast where your shortcut to being informed welcome back to how far we've come our podcast series in partnership with ngs super this time around we're chatting about education and just like education can help shape our future ngs super is all about helping you plan for what's ahead I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, last episode we talked about primary and secondary school and today we're back to a very important time in Australia's history. That was after World War II. It was a time that the nation was rebuilding and the need for skilled workers was sky high.
1: Yeah, that's right. So in this episode we're going to unravel the rise of TAFE and vocational education, we'll chat about the creation of this stream of education that really shaped generations of workers and how it's critical to tackling today's labour shortages. Let's get into it.
0: Oh, hello there, plumber. Take your dirty, probably got (laughs) sh on them, boots off. Thanks. All right, let's get started. Accidentally forgetting the number one rule for plumbers. Don't bite your fingernails. Moving random things from toilets like shoes, phones, toys, tampons, baby wipes, adult toys, a beer bottle. Did they drop that in or did that drop out of there? People assuming you're a millionaire, not being a millionaire, copper pipe, some PVC pipe, hex pipe, red glue, blue glue, clear glue, a quarter inch nipple, discharge tube. How funny is Jimmy Reese? So funny. Sorry. (laughs) funny. I mean, maybe we should just play clips of him doing funny stuff as part of this. this, this that could be the podcast. Uh,
1: wouldn't you love to be that talented?
0: <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Funny is not our thing. No.
1: And he's, <laughs> we'll lean on others. And he's funny because what he does is really so very close to the truth. That is um, so true. He's just nailed there how so many of us think about plumbers. Mm-hmm. Because I think, while certainly I think I have this prejudice in the back of my mind that they're all millionaires. Oh, yeah. And maybe some of them are. I'm sure many of them are and their work is just so very essential and it's really hard.
0: And that's why TAFE, that part of our education system that's responsible for training our skilled workforce in so many critical areas, is the focus of this episode. Let's kick off with what it is and why it's important because I couldn't tell you what TAFE stands for if you asked. <laughs> if you've ever wondered, this
1: is for you. <laughs> yeah. It stands for Technical and Further Education. Okay. It's not that hard. No. Technical yeah. and Further Education. And it's a really good description of what it actually is. It's technical because there are all these courses and training for workforces that need very specific practical skills. Plumbers, electricians, carpenters,
0: automotive trades, hairdressers, carers, so, so many more. So TAFE are a government-funded registered training organisation. They provide certificates and diplomas in skills that require their workforce to adhere to regulated professional standards. That was all very fancy. But as you just alluded to, it's not just the blokey, tradie-type professions.
1: No, and of course, there's female plumbers and electricians, more of them than ever. But you're right, TAFE has so many courses and the particular focus is on areas of our economy where there are these workforce shortages.
0: Yeah, so when you hear politicians talking about skills shortages, one of the solutions is TAFE. If you pay good attention to the news, um, it's one of the major issues our government and employers are trying to tackle. It's a big issue in developed nations around the world, not just here.
1: Yeah, we're not on our own when it comes to skills shortages and it's something that really anyone who's engaged in the workforce will know something about, that there's not enough staff to get the work done. Uh, And if you're a politician or an economist or a policy boffin, it's the big thing that you're staring into when it comes to ensuring there's a skilled workforce to keep our economy growing.
0: Yeah, universities, of course, are one side of the coin in skilling up Australians and getting them job ready. TAFE is really the other. I thought Liberal Senator Michaelia Cash had an interesting spin on the difference between TAFE and uni. A bit controversial, but we'll (laughs) give it to you anyway. She said uni is where you go to learn and TAFE is where you go to earn.
1: Learners and earners. It's not a bad way to look at it. But, of course, TAFE, you get plugged in so very quickly to a specific job. Mm. University, you can just learn and take your time a little bit more in some occasions. But, look, we'll get into the numbers in a
0: moment to underline really the scale of this issue. Suffice to say, it's a very big deal. Let's go back in time now, Claire, and get across how vocational education training came to be in Australia. Principal town of the Manning River District is Taree one of the oldest country towns in New South Wales. It's the centre of some of the most fertile country in the state, approximately 220 miles north of Sydney between the Great Dividing Range and the sea. Progress may well be measured by modern buildings, including the multi storied hospital and nurses' home. Let's go back to the 1940s after World War II. The country was working overtime to get back into the swing of things after more than a decade of economic troubles and war. World War II was a huge disruption. Of course, we had the Depression before
1: that. So all of these men on military service had to be accounted for, women too, including those who took men's essential jobs at home to keep the home fires burning. Lots of disruption during that time. And when it was over, of course, we had to reset
0: and rebuild. We were literally building. Construction was happening everywhere from building homes in the suburbs to big infrastructure projects like the Snowy Hydro Scheme. Our population was being boosted by a huge post-war immigration drive as Europeans moved away from a, a, a war-weary continent. So, listen to me. I sound like a historian. For a new start.
1: <laughs> war-weary continent. <laughs> war-weary. You do sound like it. That was very nicely
0: put. Look,
1: what Australia really badly needed was to train more people so that they could chip in and do part of this building. Mm. So in 1942, the Commonwealth Reconstruction Training Scheme was born. Its goal was pretty simple. It was to upskill the returning troops so that they could be employed in roles that could be a practical benefit to the nation.
0: 300,000 people went through the scheme. Off the back of that, the technical education sector continued to thrive through the 1960s into the 70s. Going to university was a pretty big deal in those days, a lot different to now. You had to be very talented or have some solid financial support to go to uni. If you didn't have that, getting a trade and professional skill with the help of a technical college as they were known in those days was a great way to set yourself up for a working life.
1: That's exactly what both of my parents did and I'm sure that's the case for many people who are listening. Yeah. So just to lay the groundwork for TAFE to be established in the 1970s, it was this rise and continuing need for that kind of workforce. It became Commonwealth funded in the 1970s. It's not the The case today though. Um, Today TAFEs are mostly operated and financed by the state and territory governments, but the federal government does chip in. And the focus is clear. TAFE's role is to get students job ready. To earn, if you like. (laughs) Yeah, and that's not to say that TAFE's don't offer what we might call adult learning, Mm. um, recreational courses for enthusiasts. But I think you'll find that at the TAFE near you, they're very focused on this vocational training. Uh, At my local TAFE, they have a focus on beauty and hair, digital skills and also business management.
0: Yeah, and at mine, we've looked up each of ours. It's a focus on caring in the aged care sector and for people with a disability. It's a fascinating snapshot into our economy actually to have a look at what TAFEs are offering because it does show you Mm. where those gaps are. We've done a recce on how we got here on Vocational Training. Up next, the big issues facing the system today. Before that, though, a shout out to NGS Super, who made this series possible. And you know what else wouldn't be possible is TAFE without the teachers that teach. And for 35 years, NGS Super have been helping those in education to secure their financial future. After all, Super is one of your biggest investments. So it's important to choose a fund that gives you confidence. You can find out more about NGS Super by giving them a call or checking them out online. For now, back to the episode. But we need increased productivity. We need stronger wages. We need a workforce that's ready with the skills and smarts and support to succeed. The Australian economy is not some abstract concept removed from people's lives. It is about them, Australians. That's our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, if you didn't recognise his voice, pressing home the importance of skills training at his government's Jobs and Skills Summit Claire, we talked about skills shortages. If you've tried to build a home or get a renovation done, you'll know that the workforce around construction is a major issue.
1: Yeah, and it's not just that sector either. The government actually has this very comprehensive list and it's one way to prioritise who can migrate to Australia, Mm. that skills list. Anyone can have a look at that list. It starts with accountants and it goes all the way to zoologists.
0: Actors. You said what on there?
1: Actors are on the list, yeah. yeah. We have a whole, of course, sector of our economy where
0: thousands of jobs rely on the dramatic arts, so actors are in need. Should we put a link to that list in people's episode notes? Let's I feel like do that's it. quite interesting to have a look at. The government is also casting forward and has a list of jobs it thinks will need workers for in high numbers soon, so they kind of predict. So those in tech those who can work in reducing our carbon emissions and increasingly the number of carers to look after our our ageing population. Treasurer
1: Jim Chalmers went into that quite a bit actually when he released the employment white paper in September and what was a big focus as part of that paper was boosting technical education to ensure that we can train those workers. Another issue is getting high school students and young adults into the TAFE system. We talked last episode about retention rates at school and how important it is to stay connected with education Mm. if you're going to have a
0: productive life. Yeah, and one of those pathways is vocational training. That's a change from what's been pushed in Australia over the past few decades. Finishing Year 12 and getting into uni is where the focus has been. Clearly, vocational training has come back into the mix given our skills
1: shortages. Kate, I often ponder if I really had an opportunity to look at TAFE and those sorts of skills. I reckon I would have gone into cooking and
0: being a chef. Like a food techie kind of something or other. But it was always all about going to university. It really, really was when we were growing up. That is true. TAFE graduates though, Claire, have been earning more – many university students with their starting salaries yeah and that maybe is why I'm kind of thinking about me I should have gone (laughs) down that path differently
1: (laughs) and of course there's government subsidies as well when you go to TAFE it makes those courses a lot cheaper than university and in some cases even free
0: How about the case for TAFE? There you go. (laughs) Looking ahead, there's a five-year national skills agreement coming into place in January 2024. It's worth a lot of money. Albanese, our Prime Minister, says it will, and this is his quote, embed national cooperation and strategic investment in our vocational education and training sector.
1: Some very fancy words. What that actually means is that the federal government is going to coordinate with the states and territories on these priority areas where we need skills. And you're right, it's a lot of money. In total, the Albanese government's going to invest $12.6 billion. And what happens is the states sort of have to dive in and claim their share of the money, but they also have to bring their own funding to the table and provide those TAFE places. So the combined investments by governments, when you look at it, in that full sort of picture,
0: it would exceed $30 billion over the five years. We're in the billions again, like we were in the previous episode. That's on top of the 300,000 fee-free TAFE places that come into play from next year. I wonder what I'd do. Yeah, if you had to do it today. You should do something smart like you know, AI or there must be some sort of training oh, yeah. around. Exactly. I mean, I actually just need to learn to touch type. <laughs> you can go to tape and
1: do that, I think. I mean,
0: it's it's, it's a really lacking in <laughs> that area. That's a wrap on how far we've come on technical education in Australia. Claire, next episode, we'll take a look at the big one university in Australia and the hex debt scheme. We'll look back at free uni education under Golf Whitlam to when hex was introduced by Bob Hawke. And we'll get into why the battle between Free Uni and HEX is heating up again. Very timely, this series. Very timely one indeed. As we said at the top, big thanks to NGS Super who made this series possible. For more about NGS Super, head to ngssuper.com.au. Please consider the PDS and TMD on the website to see if this product is right for you.